0: Brown. Brown everywhere. If I were a less learned traveler, I'd think I was in the brown lands, for so appear the lone lands east of Bree. Though uninviting by name, the Forsaken Inn provides a starting point for any traveler set to traverse the long, dusty road between Bree and the last bridge. There are low shrubs and trees, rocky outcroppings, and the ever-looming peak of Amansoul, And, of course, lots and lots of brown grass. A ranger and four hobbits have recently come this way. Before that, Bilbo came here with a company of dwarves. Before that, it was the territory of warring kingdoms of men. It has, however, always been the site of the Great East Road, most used presently by trading dwarves on their merry way between the Lonely Mountain and the Blue. But are these lands just a step away from waste? Could they, as the remnants of long-lost cultures and kingdoms forgotten, be a preview, a foretaste of what awaits all of Eriador in these waning days? Or are they just another place to quest? It's The Lone Lands, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet.
1: I remember the Lone Lands when I first started and my first character going through there as being like the first time when I, I was like like out in the in the wild kind of you right. know where you're kind of by yourself. When you're kind of in when you're kind of in Bree, you know, you still kinda of got the, the, the population around when you're even like out on the fields and stuff, you feel like you're near a town. When you're in the Lone Lands that was like the first time when I was like, "Man, I'm like, I'm like adventuring, you know? I'm, right. I'm you know, I'm out in the open."
0: Joining me is listener and expert Lotro explorer Tommy Orrick We spent some time discussing the Lone Lands and its many, many sides. Being a new character at the time, you know, now I've I've got a couple of years of Lotro
1: under my belt, but back then I was like, you know, exactly where do I go? If I get in trouble, where do I
0: run? Right. It's like, well, there is nowhere to run, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wide open. Yeah, you can run into another pack of wargs. The Lonelands have an interesting history within the texts. The name Lonelands didn't actually appear in the texts until after the revised edition of The Hobbit came out in the 1960s, after the publication of The Lord of the Rings. There's some debate as to whether or not Lonelands is just a Hobbit word, since The Hobbit is considered to be written as Bilbo's account of his adventure for the general realm of Eriador. According to various sources, its translation from the Sindarin is area, meaning lonesome, or isolated, and door, or land. Anyone who can put two and two together speaks at least that word of Sindarin, because we see it in key locales like Gondor, land of stone, and Mordor, the black land. So, while in Lotro and other adaptations, lone lands are signified as the stretch of land between Bree and the Trollshaws, it appears to be far more encompassing word even though it is best applied to the barren space here in the wild. Over all the ways of the Lone Lands, there looms a shadow. Well, literally, there's a shadow because you can't go anywhere in the Lone Lands without seeing Weathertop. But more figuratively, there's the shadow of the kingdoms long gone in the memories they hold. Starting in Minas Ariel, due south of the Forsaken Inn, we see the crumbling remains of once great fortresses belonging to the fallen kingdoms of Cardolan and Rodour. These kingdoms, of course, once belonged to the great realm of Arnor, founded by Elendil and his sons who fled the Isle of Numenor upon its collapse. Check episode 4 for the full story. Even great men, the kind who escape a full-on revolt against the gods, can be corrupted. And though Arnor survived the disaster of the Gladden Fields, where Isildur and his heirs were killed by orcs, and though it survived through ten good kings, they fell prey to their baser instincts. After the death of Aerendur, his three sons fought a civil war and split the kingdom into three parts, Arthodyne, Cardolan, and Rudour. What we now think of as the Lone Lands would have been split almost down the middle between Cardolan and Rudour. Cardolan controlled much of the southern part of this land, and further south still all the way through the South Downs and the River Greyflood. The northern half was under the reign of Rudour, and their story marks that of the Lonelands very heavily in Lotro, as they were swayed by Angmar and the Witch King.
1: That actually brings up another fond memory of mine of starting off as a, as a new player is I actually got stuck back there and got lost trying to you know, navigate the map and the map's really not as accurate as you know, the real life display. Yeah. And I got stuck in the back of Agomar area uh-huh. and... Uh, I was literally just barely alive and some rune keeper came up out of nowhere and healed me, blew everything away. It was way over leveled for the area and just escorted me out and I thought that that was the coolest thing ever being this was my first MMO as well. You know,
0: just having somebody come and help me out. Well, especially a rune keeper because you probably saw this like flash of lightning and then out jumps <laughs> this yeah. rune keeper to save you. I, I,
1: I rolled one, like, right after that. That was like my next character that I rolled.
0: <laughs> In the center of this storm of conflict lay Weathertop, Amon Sul, the Great Fortress, and Watchtower of Eriador. The strategic resource was constantly warred over and changed hands with some regularity throughout the conflict of the Three Kingdoms. As we travel further eastwards, the landscape changes, but only slightly. A chirping reaches one's ears, and on either side of the road, sloping down, are reeking swamps. It wasn't always this way. According to the lore of the shades that haunt these lands, it was once a forest. But the men of Rudaur and Cardolan were caught in a ceaseless and pointless war, and the men of Rudour made strong allies in the north, and under the guidance of Angmar they soaked the ground in blood. All creatures as dwelt here were affected, not the least of which the spirits of the world who, by evil and bloodshed, became evil, Most horrible of all, according to Lotro, was the Red Maid. Her form before the change is untold, but were given clues that she was once a relative to Goldberry, River Woman's daughter. But now she is corrupted and evil, and under the control of spirits from Angmar hiding away in the now-cursed fortress of Gartha Garwin. So in one of the perhaps better-done stories of Lotro, we see the corrupting power of evil touch all fair things and the hearts of men pursued by evil, former great men of a heritage that touched the elves and knew the powers of Valinor stumbled into the evil that constantly vies for control of the west.
1: Headed more east. I like the last bridge area. Yes. That's kind of, it's also to where as a new player I just kind of kept walking that road and then you know you see everything immediately kind of
0: go up and you know now you're really, you're really out there. Yeah. But I like that area a lot. The last bridge is really cool because it's almost like a sign of civilization, even though you're just kind of going deeper into the wilderness, exactly. it's almost like Definitely. a little breadcrumb to let you know you're getting toward Rivendell because in Lonelands it's all just ruins it's all just been destroyed uh, but the last mm. bridge is kind of maintained and of course there's an elf there waiting to greet you the Lonelands are full of many nooks and crannies and hidden areas and they at least serve this purpose teaching someone who's played Lotro for four years something new it's like
1: a guy and his horse and they're in just random locations in the, in the game but they're kind of hidden, so you either just run up on them without, without trying, or you have to be told kind of where to find them.
0: Not the, not the ranger. Right? No, 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 no. It's, it's a guy and his horse, and he's like a... You, know. you, you may uh, be talking about something I've, I've never discovered in four years of Lotro. Let me, look, let me check on this here.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, because if you... Some of them, if you don't know where they're at, you'll never find them. I've ran into him because like I said I'm kind of a completionist on certain characters of mine. I run into every little corner that I find, just kinda of poking around. And you'll That's find him it. that
0: way. Alright, so it's a guy named a guy named Floyd and his horses do it. Okay, I've just found it on Casual Stroll. Tell me about these guys. I don't
1: wanna, you know, spoiler alert here, but if you if you at the top of Weathertop, uh you might try checking around the edges and you'll find you'll find them there deed associated with it if you find they've got like seven
0: different locations
1: across uh, the Lotro lands and you can get the title of The Wanderer if you find
0: And this guy is just kind of uh, as, as you said he's just and kind of a horse. wanderer with his horse checking oh. stuff out Yeah he's an explorer Wow I've genuinely and, never heard of that that is so cool But I appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, spreading a little knowledge about Floyd and DeWitt Oh cool <laughs> It's great. Any time. In the end, the Lone Lands of Lotro don't feel all that lonely. The passing of the Ringbearer, Gandalf, and the Nine has left a storm in its wake. White Hand orcs and goblins have come in search for clues. The eggline now face greater trouble in the ruins of Gartha Garwin. The brown wizard lends his aid, and evil spirits of old awaken anew with great malice. The ruins of the lesser kingdoms of Arnor remain as a staging ground for these events in the great years on the brink of the War of the Ring, and some day, very soon, they will be restored with the return of the king. This has been episode 22 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. Thanks as always for your listening ears and your support. A special thanks to Tommy Oreck for joining me on this episode. If you'd like to learn more about The Lone Lands and Floyd and DeWitt, check the show notes on the blog at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. From there, you'll find links to the iTunes feed as well as the Beneath Your Feet Facebook and Google Plus pages. Coming up in episode 23... Is a brief journey through the old forest with Albros of the Lotro cast. So if you have anything you'd like to add to the discussion, or any screenshots, anything at all, please send them in an email to shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet. <laughs> What you doin' there? A thousand miles between us now
1: And still somehow These blues will track me down And low roads and highway As far as I